The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are about one full month into this new year, and I'm feeling called to share something with you. And that thing that I want to share are my two words of the year that I chose for myself. And the reason I want to share this is because I feel like a lot of my clients and podcast listeners can relate to the way that I've been feeling. And I've developed these two words that I'm going to focus on. And to be honest, they've been going pretty well this last month or so, which I'm really excited about. So I'm going to share with you my two words of the year and why I came up with them. And then I'm going to share with you three questions that you should ask yourself to help you determine some words or actions that you can do to help you feel the way that you want to feel. So I should actually back up for a bit here and share with you that in October, I feel like I did a lot of self-exploration in the sense of thinking, what do I want my life to look like? And actually more so than that, what do I want my life to feel like? Because a little background for you guys, as you all know, I'm a physical therapist. I graduated from my graduate physical therapy program in 2013. And when you graduate from physical therapy school, if you're anything like me, you have a lot of student loan debt. And even though it's a doctorate program, physical therapy jobs were not paying enough to acknowledge that doctorate degree. So you're making a decent amount, but have a lot of student loan debt. So in my mind, I'm an overachiever in most areas of life. So I thought, okay, I'm going to work per diem. And I loved working per diem, by the way. So I worked in skilled nursing facilities, which is kind of like a nursing home and a hospital in one. It's where people go after an injury or an illness, but they're not strong enough yet to go back home. But the ultimate goal is that they go back home. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do that on the weekends. And I loved it. So I continued doing it for several years. And it was a way to expand my depth as a physical therapist, since it was working with a different population, but also a way to bring in more income. And then my sister, my twin sister was doing part-time online fitness coaching. And I thought, well, I can do that too. Like I love fitness. This is something I can add into my day. 
So then I added in that. So at this point, I have three jobs, my full-time physical therapy job, my per diem job, and now this part-time online fitness coaching. And then I thought of developing my online MS wellness program, The Missing Link. So I added that in. So for a good stretch there, I was working for different jobs at once. And of course that was too much. And so it dwindled down to three and then it dwindled down to two. And I realized this past October, so let's speed back up to just a few months ago. I realized that I have been overworking and hustling. And at first it was to get more income to pay off my student loans, but over time, it just became a habit. I still have student loan debt that I'm still trying to pay off, but I have a much better handle on my finances now, yet I was still working four jobs and then dwindling down to two, but I was just in the hustle and in the habit of hustling for so long that that became my identity. And so in October, I was having this realization and I thought to myself, I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel calm and so much of my day of every day felt overwhelmed. I felt like my mind was always running, whether it was thinking about my clients or thinking about what I was going to eat for my meals or thinking about decorating my new home and what paint colors and what curtains do we need curtains? There's a million things on my mind at every second of every day. And it is exhausting. And I know that you guys can relate to me. I know I'm not the only one out there who's been experiencing this. And I realized that I have conditioned my brain to think of all those things all at the same time and never feel rest. My comfort zone is feeling overwhelmed and like I have a lot on my plate, even though it doesn't feel comfortable. That's what my comfort zone is because for 10 plus years, that is what I've been doing. Talk about neuroplasticity. Our brains do and create neural pathways for the things that we continue doing. So we use that in physical therapy to help create strength, but it also is the same process for every habit that we have. So my two words that I am focusing on for 2023 are rest and surrender. And I want to go into three questions that you guys can ask yourself to help you determine what your words should be. And you don't have to have exact words if you don't want to, but at least have an idea of how you want to feel, what you're going to do about it, and then actually implement it. So the first question to ask yourself is what habits are you stuck in? And this is an opportunity to reevaluate how you are currently feeling. So this is almost two questions in one, and I'm just going to take myself through this process to give you an example. Back in October, I was evaluating how I was feeling on any given moment, on any given day. And the words that came to my mind were overwhelmed, anxious, always thinking my mind is always running. And it's really tricky because I love what I do. I absolutely love my clients. Like I just smile every time I think about working with them and creating new content for my social media pages. I love it. And so it was very surprising to me that something that you love can also be something 
that causes some anxiety or some overwhelm, because usually in my mind, things that made you feel overwhelmed or anxious were bad things, not the good things. So those were some ways that I was feeling. And I think the underlying feeling that I was experiencing was lack of rest mentally, physically, I was resting after my work day, I would watch TV. My husband and I would cook dinner, but my mind was always running. And so even when I was resting, it did not feel restful. And then if it ever did feel restful, I felt guilty about it because I was so stuck in that comfort zone. So first question is evaluate how you're feeling. And from that, try to establish what habits are you stuck in that are making you feel that way. And one for me was overworking because I love what I do, but then also not taking those mental breaks. When I was watching TV, I was not just watching the show. I was Googling best colors to paint West facing rooms. (laughs) It's so funny to think about, or, you know, I was Googling best supplements for thick hair. I, you know, there's millions of things that at any given moment I was wondering, and I would just spend that time that I was watching TV, Googling things or scrolling social media. And therefore it was not restful time for me. My mind was still going. So that was a habit that I was stuck in. So first question, how are you feeling currently? And what habits are you stuck in that are making you feel that way? Then we can move on to the second question, which is how do you want to feel? So for me, I wanted to feel relaxed and calm and confident and free. Free was a big word for me because so much, even though I work for myself and I make up my schedule, I felt like I had to stick to this schedule and that's the way that it's going to work best for everyone involved. And I didn't feel like I had any freedom within my day, even when I was resting. So I wanted to feel relaxed, calm, confident, and free. So the third question is what will make you feel that way? And this is probably the most powerful question because we don't want to just get stuck in, okay, this is how I'm feeling and this is how I want to feel. But this third question can help you determine exactly what to do about it. So for me, some things that help me feel relaxed and calm and like I can truly take a break are things like reading. I love reading personal development books as well as books just for fun. I am recently on a Colleen Hoover kick and I just finished the book, It Ends With Us. For Christmas, I purchased for my twin sister, the sequel, which is It Starts With Us. I'm hoping once she's done reading that, then I'll be able to read it. But reading is something that helps me feel relaxed and calm. Additionally, quilting is something that I love doing, but I was not spending any time for it. But as I was thinking back, quilting, whenever I was doing that, helped me feel relaxed and like I could just let go and only think about the project that I was working on. Also going on walks with Finn. Finn is a pretty slow walker. Fortunately, he doesn't like pull me too much. And so anytime I go on a walk with Finn, it is very relaxing, but I currently have a backyard. And so all I need to do to let him out is just open the back door. I don't physically have to even go outside. 
So I was stuck in that habit of just opening the door, not actually going on walks with them. The last thing that I thought of when I was thinking of this question of what will make me feel the way that I want to feel was when I started thinking about the word free, one of the ways that I wanted to feel was free. I was thinking, okay, what will make me feel free? And the answer that I thought of was that I get to choose what I want to do with my time. And I realized that when I thought about it, first of all, it was kind of hard to think of things because I was so in the habit of working related things that it was hard for me to think about what I would do if I were to have free time, but I was able to think of some things. So I thought I would like to get my nails done in an afternoon. That feels luxurious to me to, in the middle of a workday, take 45 minutes and go get my nails done. Also going to see my nephew, as I've mentioned before, my twin sister lives on the same road as me, probably a mile away. And so we're very close and it does not take too much effort for me to go see her and my nephew. And I love doing that, but I wasn't making time for it. But seeing my nephew is something that makes me feel free, especially if I get to choose when I could go in the morning, in the afternoon, whenever I wanted to. And then baking is another thing that I love doing and baking at any time of day makes me feel free. It makes me feel like I am in control of my day and I am in control of my schedule and how I want to feel about that. So since October, when I've been doing this work, I have been focusing on these things. I have been purposefully implementing these things that make me feel the way that I want to feel. So I have gotten my nails done twice. I try to go see my nephew several times a week. I made cookies, you know, it was around the time of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. So I think I made like three double batches and then one single batch of my favorite cookie, which is peanut butter bonbons, also called Buckeyes. But I made my cookies in the middle of the day. And again, it just made me feel like I was in control of what I was doing. I wasn't just falling into my habits of, okay, you wake up at this time, you exercise and you work from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. And then you make dinner and then you're done. Every now and then I would go get my nails done in the middle of the day, or I would go see my nephew. I'd go pick up my nephew from daycare with my sister. And to be honest, all of this felt really uncomfortable at first. It might not sound that way. It might sound like, oh, wow, that sounds so nice. Good for you. But in the moment, it felt really uncomfortable. It felt like, oh, I really want to work right now instead. Or, oh, I need to respond to this email and then I should go do this. And so I had to stop myself getting stuck in that cycle that I was in and purposefully go do something else. So it took a lot of intention with how I was planning my day. This also included some random lunches out, or I met up with my sister at a coffee shop and we made our goals for 2023. So these things that I just didn't normally do, I was purposely going out of my way to include them into my day. And the funniest thing happened when my older sister was visiting home for Christmas. It was towards the end of her stay. She was home for about 10 days. And towards the end of her stay, she said to me, you seem like you're really happy and like you're really enjoying life. And it just caught me off guard because I am a very happy person normally, 
and I do enjoy life normally, but no one has ever given me that compliment before in such a raw and honest way. And the way that she said it was more out of curiosity. I don't think she actually said it as a compliment. It was more as a question, like you seem like you're loving life. What are you doing? How are you feeling this way? And it was just such a huge compliment to me because for a few months now I have been intentionally changing things up so that I feel more joy and more free, more confident, more relaxed. And so that was just a little bit of external proof that what I'm doing is making me happy and others can see that too. So going back to my words of 2023, rest and a big part of the word rest for me is guilt-free because when I was taking time to quilt and bake and go see my nephew, the first feeling I felt was guilt. I shouldn't be doing this right now. I should be doing something else instead. And that thought got me nowhere. So allowing myself to temporarily feel that guilt and let it go, stay in that uncomfortable feeling, but keep doing what I'm doing, keep making cookies or keep going to see my nephew, keep getting ready to get in the car to go see him, that guilt eventually dissipated. And again, going back to what my sister had commented to me about looking like I'm really enjoying life, I try to remind myself that when I rest and when I implement these things without guilt, other people benefit too. My sister is benefiting. She is seeing that it is now possible to not be so overwhelmed or stressed or anxious. It is possible to enjoy life and to prioritize yourself in the way that you want to feel. And then lastly, my second word of the year is surrender. And to me, what this word means is Put in the work, but then trust the process from there. Don't overwork. Don't try to overcompensate because I fear that my goals won't be reached if I don't fall into my former habits of just work, 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 work 24 seven to make this happen. I will put in the work that I feel is necessary and then let it go. Trust the process. And I think both of these are important for MS as well, because it is so important to rest. When you have MS, not only physically, but also mentally people who have MS, I feel have the most fatiguing job in the world, especially mental fatigue. For some people with MS, every step that you take, you are thinking about it. Every single movement of every single step. And that is fatiguing. Whereas someone without MS, we don't even have to think about it. We just get up and go to the bathroom or we get up and go to our car without thinking about what it's going to take to get there. So that mental rest is so important without guilt. Because if you're feeling guilty about it, it's not going to feel restful. So I would encourage you, if any of this is ringing true for you, especially with rest, figure out what is something that can help you feel rest and peace and calm, guilt-free and practice doing that. It might still feel guilty at first, but practice doing that. And over time, that guilt will dissipate. And then trusting the process, you know, surrendering this in the eyes of MS is exactly what needs to be done for neuroplasticity. You do your exercises, 
you do your stretches, you do the things that you need to do to help your body heal in the best way you know how, and then trust the process. If you are overworking, or maybe you only exercise three days a week and you feel really guilty about that, stop feeling guilty. Your body is telling you what you can and can't do. Exercise three days a week and then trust the process. Let it go. Do the best you can and then let it go. And you're going to feel so much better about your body as well as your mind. And if anyone listening right now, has the sense of fear right now when I'm saying, trust the process, let it go, do what you can, then forget the rest. For me, that brought on a lot of fear in the beginning because I had thoughts of, but if I don't do X, Y, Z, if I don't keep working, it's all going to crumble. I'm going to lose the progress that I've made. I'm going to not be able to support myself. And that's just fear talking. It's not actuality. It's not something that is destined to happen. It's fear that is coming from the habits that we have built over time. So focusing on the fact that you are working on creating new habits, physical, as well as mental habits. And eventually that fear will dissipate. That's all I've got for you guys today. I hope that you found this episode insightful. And even if you have completely different words than me or a completely different situation, I hope that the strategies can be helpful for you to determine what you want to focus on. So again, just to recap, the first question was reevaluate how you are currently feeling and what habits are you stuck in that are making you feel that way? Number two was, how do you want to feel? And number three, what will make you feel that way? And then from there, be super conscious about implementing those things into your life. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.